How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's blocked. It was headed for goal. Touchdown. Look out here. Shot taken. Goal! This is Dirt and Sprague. There's reasons for USC uh, to be at five. There's reasons for LSU to be at five. As, as we looked at it, the, the wins over Alabama and Mississippi uh, carried the day more so than the wins over UCLA and Oregon State, uh, as you alluded to. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. Hump day. Happy hump day, happy pre-turkey day, gobble gobble, MFers. Happy dirt, uh, dirt gets hammered day. What is happening? Yeah, you threw me off this morning, man, I'm not going to lie. What did I throw you off You for? threw me off. I walk in. This and is your day. This is my, I know, it's my day. I, I came prepared. I didn't imagine that I'd be starting so early. Sprague brought a bottle of whiskey in this I morning. Japanese whiskey. Well, because oh. we, are, we, we are a little finicky with the way people around here use the facilities. Right, like people will steal headphones, they won't clean up after themselves. Yeah, and we have a direct mandate from our boss, like, hey, we got a new studio. Can Let's we keep it nice? Can we keep it nice? And so I walk in at five fifty in the morning, and the first thing I see is two shot glasses and a bottle nice. of whiskey, and I'm like, hey, who? What jackass is drinking whiskey in here and leaving it? Like, come <laughs> that on, would be your co-host, and it would be. My, I did not know it was my co-host, so I guess we're taking shots of whiskey during the show today. Uh, first of all, let's. Clarify a mistake you just said. Woo! Two? Excuse me, sir. Oh, you got a third one over here? We got oh, three. Oh, look at that. It's three people a part of the show. <laughs> look at that. Beautiful. I even brought in a Spanish <laughs> shot glass for Swigard <laughs> with his highbrow ass. Espana! It's for the World Cup, baby. Yeah, they play uh, They play this morning at 8. Espana That's does. why I brought it in. Beautiful. I looked at the schedule, and I said, you know what? Look there at you. you go. I did a double take on a schedule. I said, what's the World Cup ga- What the World Cup <laughs> games are today? Oh, there's Espana. Nice. Let's get the Espana shot glass. And oh, 
Will he turn me down for a shot because I have to call a game at 6 o'clock tonight? Oh, yeah, you got to work tonight. Huh? There's no pilot game. No, oh, not no tonight. Oh. No, not tonight. Tomorrow, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. That's right. Thanksgiving, PKI. But I wanted to cover my ass and make sure he didn't give me the whole, hey, I have to, I have to do a <laughs> no. job in nine hours, so I can't have one shot of whiskey right no, now. No, we're good. Did we take it after the show? Did we take it on the air? Or we're we going to take it on the air. At the Beautiful. end of the show? Yeah, we're going to be grateful at the end of the show. Okay. Salute. Yeah, that'll be 11.45 East Coast time. That's in my book. Late enough to take alcohol shots. There you go. That sounds good to me. That's what's fun. the earliest you've drank? And not counting like 3, 4 a.m. benders that you've stayed out. Like, what's the earliest you woke up and you consumed mm. hard alcohol? Uh, college football games easily. I, I, let's take that away. Taking that away? Yeah, you're like, you're just away. at your house or Yeah, maybe, a, or you meet a you're, friend. You're, you're or, meeting somebody for brunch golf or count? something. Can I count golf beers for a morning tea time? Because I crack one and it's like a 6.15 tea time. You're giving me reason. These are valid points by you, but you're also giving me things that's like, you're doing it more out of, it warms you up and there's like a jolt to it. Like, I'm just asking, genuinely, you wake God. up, what's the earliest, just at your house, maybe your brother comes over, you're Probably friend. not before 10 a.m. Really? Yeah, I don't think, like, for oh, not, see, not having made, a reason. Like, I've made coffee drinks, like, if it's, like, a yeah, winter weekend much. or something, or, like, 7.30 in the morning, we'll, <laughs> we'll spike some coffee. I'll occasionally do a Bloody Mary, like, on a special occasion, waking up on, like, a Saturday, but usually it's a hair of the dog Bloody Mary, and I'm not up super early. Yeah. You kind of get up, you're like, ah, let's keep this party going, and you get one going, making it, like, 9.30, 10 o'clock. I'm probably projecting a little bit here but it feels like taking a shot of alcohol at 6 a.m on sunday morning it feels like that's a lot dirtier than me hitting my vape pen one time before i do some chores i'm gonna spice this up need to need to get a little spin going on my day are you pouring alcohol into a glass at 6 a.m on a sunday like there's something that's dirt. Yeah. I know one is more legal than the other. Well, no, they're both legal. Well, here, yeah, yeah but sure. you know, around the country, but nationwide, I, I feel like drinking that early feels dirtier than if you were to smoke a little of uh, God's plant. No, am I wrong <laughs> a there? Bit of God's plant. As long as you're responsible, you, you know. Some some mornings now, I'm just I'm old and I wake up early for no good damn reason. I'm just well. Part of it is yeah, the time. My slow. body, our body clocks are now programmed. Like sleep, like if I on a weekend don't have anything and I sleep till like seven thirty or eight, it's like amazing. The biggest indulgence <laughs> of my life. Me yeah. too. So, so yeah, you're even though you want to roll over. If I don't have to get up at four, like the difference between four thirty and five thirty a.m. seems oh, like five hours. Huge difference, monumental difference. Yeah, one extra hour makes. I mean, that's a total oh. game changer. Total game changer. As a guy that was quite literally late to the show, <laughs> <laughs> weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago, months ago, I can tell you that when you wake up at five forty, you're like, oh man, uh oh. <laughs> I slept in real hard right now. <laughs> I feel good though. I feel good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna apologize. Extra hour and a half of sleep I got there. <laughs> I'm gonna be ready to go for the show today. But yeah, you had a little, a uh, little bourbon, maybe, and uh, a float a little Kahlua in your coffee at okay. uh, six thirty in the morning on just a random cold weekend. Oh, it's fantastic. You're I, good all day. I will tell you. I I don't know if I've outside of golf or a football game. I don't know if I've done it earlier than like nine a.m. But if I go on vacation, vacation me is yeah, there's no rules on yeah. vacation. Zero rules. If yeah. I wake up at seven a.m. and somebody's in the kitchen, like, dude, you want to take a shot? I'll go. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why, why care? Sounds like a great time. I'll just hand the kids <laughs> off to my wife. <laughs> there, there you go. go. Here Get you it. go, honey. Get a little 10 a.m. nap. <laughs> Be good. That is the only bad part about drinking too early in the day, especially in older age. Like, I used to be able to do it when I was younger. Like, you'd go to a tailgate for a 1230 kick in college, you know, at Oregon or whatever, and you'd start drinking at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it's great. And you could go all day. The game would end. You'd go out later that night. Like it's, a, it's a full day partying. If I start drinking too early in the morning now, there is a guaranteed nap coming in my schedule. Like, there's, I cannot avoid that anymore. So there's a nap coming after this shot? Probably at some point today, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get home, get some stuff done around the house, see what the wife wants to do, and take a nap. I, uh, I was thinking about the, uh, the Civil War, and there was a game in Eugene... I can't remember what year this. I, COVID has screwed my timeline up. Has that done it to anybody yeah, else? We're we're over two. What are we? Two and a half years. We're gonna be three years in like a in three in months. March. Yeah, yeah, in March, and it's it's wild. But I'm not just talking about a three year window. There, there's a civil war game I'm referencing, and I don't know if it was 19 or if it was 18. It was in Eugene, and I remember I got a parking pass. I got everything, and I went and I tailgated with some buddies. And our old coworker Sam Sam Cum was there, and she tailgated right next to us, her and her husband, and we had a really good time. That is the coldest football game I've ever had to endure in my life. Mm. I believe that was 2019. Was it 19? Yeah. Thank you. It was 2019. Oregon State was okay. Oregon was pretty good. They were coming off the loss to ASU. That was the Tristan Jebbia start. Yes, it was. Where he was. Where everybody's like, wait, wait, what's going on Where's here? Where's Jake Luton? And Oregon barely. I think the only one because they returned a punt. They played terrible. That is absolutely yeah. 100% correct. It was a low score. It's like 10-10 until that punt return, and the final thing was 17-10. I was at that game tailgating, and I've nev- I'm not really a big drinker. I could get drank under the table by any and everybody. I'm A couple shots, and I'm good. And I never wanted to hit the bottle so hard as when I tailgated there because I'm not I'm not lying. It might have been two degrees outside. It warms you up real quick. It did it. And then I got yeah. in the stadium and that awkward like come down of, oh, I'm not feeling it anymore. And now <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling a little weird and groggy and you got to keep it going. That's the hardest part is once you yeah. get to a certain level, it's no different than when you're drinking when you're golfing, right? Like it's all about finding the right middle sweet spot where you're not too drunk that you can't see a golf ball or you're falling over or don't have balance, but you're not sober enough that you're going to feel nervous over a six-foot putt. Like, you got to find that window <laughs> where it takes the edge off a little bit and you're just kind of swinging loose and easy and free. College football is the same way. It's just a higher level. Yeah. But there's nothing worse than the drunk fam. And this is why I like that they sell beer in stadiums now. Because you used to like pregame, and you would have to load it all in, mm-hmm. and then you just have to try and maintain or sprint out at halftime and go grab a bottle somewhere and take a couple of shots, and then go back into the stadium. Now you got the ability to kind of go, all right, say somebody go grab a round of beers, even though it's going to cost eight hundred dollars. Go grab a round of beers and just keep the buzz going as the game goes on. Because when that starts wearing down and you start coming down from that, that is one of the worst feelings in the world. Yeah, hundred percent. It sucks. It's you got a headache. Correct. You're like, you just, what day is it? You're groggy. Yeah, you got You got to be able to maintain that buzz. And the worst part about that day and it being cold is it was a little windy too, and so that wind hits you. It's just like, well, my oh, nose is frozen. That just bites. Oh, I honestly, I, I, I love going to that game in oh, Eugene yeah. in Corvallis. I'll go. I go almost every single year. I won't go this year. I don't like the half stadium thing. The tickets are ridiculously overpriced. Well, you only got half so you have the seats. Well, I know. I, I'm not – I don't blame them, but also I feel really bad for a lot of fans. Those tickets are through the A-hole expensive. <laughs> I think, like, the cheapest <laughs> ticket you're getting is $150. 
And so this year I won't go. I will start again next year. It'll be in Eugene, and then I'll be in the new stadium in Corvallis. That is easily the most, and I was at a very rainy game before. That's the most miserable I've ever been in a football game. At any sporting event, I've never <laughs> been more miserable. The football wasn't even that good. Yeah, There was a backup quarterback put into that game that we didn't know was coming. Oregon didn't do anything because it was 10 degrees outside. And the highlight of the day was a punt return that went against my team. Talk about misery. <laughs> that was misery, man. I remember being at the 2016 Civil War, mm-hmm. which was also a miserable... Bad season for you guys, and it started raining. Oh, just pouring, oh, and everybody's in ponchos. Yeah. It was a, it was actually a pretty nice day for most of the tailgating part of it. I remember walking around the lots, yep. and you had a spot. I remember mm-hmm. party, I, some other buddies that were beavers, and we just kind of meandered around Reeser. That was a, it was a fun atmosphere, and it was like... The lead up to it was entertaining, and then Oregon lost the game, which I'm so thankful they did because it got Mark Elfridge fired. But when it started raining during the game, that was a pretty miserable one that I remember. You know the worst part about the rivalry, or not the worst part, but kind of like what the best part, but the worst part from Oregon State side is, even when they win, they somehow end up losing. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I was walking out of that stadium in 2016. This crowd was like, oh, my God, we won four games. We're, we're, we're back. Mortimer, we're back. Was that the famous, how about that? That was the Ryan Nall, how about Gary Anderson. Yeah. Uh, that was the season. I don't know if that was the game. He did that at night, and I can't remember who they beat. Mm. But I He had a viral picture out for the Duck game, though, in the locker room where he's, like, screaming to yeah. the team, and everybody's uh, like, everybody was I mean, they, That was the wrecking Nall. Ryan yeah. Nall just ran the ball every play and Oregon was just like we can't stop this <laughs> we don't care and they won yeah Oregon rolled over it was obvious they hated that season but it's funny because I remember leaving and I was happy but it was amazing how many Beaver fans would say or scream something at a Duck fan <laughs> and I did the exact same thing Dirt did where I went in my brain I go guys that's gonna get that coach fired and they might get a better coach so let's come and guess what happened yeah, yeah in comes fired. the snake oil salesman he brings mario with him <laughs> oregon state there you go one thing leads to another well thankfully we beat you in the season that didn't count you that's did, the other you thing did. you we got beat you again and it's like oh season didn't really count there's four games <laughs> I mean that was that win counted. The season was dumb, and the season didn't count. But, but they, that, won, they the won the game in front of yeah. nobody. They, I know that, that would have been a big win yeah. with a crowd in attendance. It would be cut. That actually, now that you're saying this, leads me to believe this would be the year they win it again in half a half stadium. stadium. <laughs> so you can't have a full stadium that celebrates and rushes the field. You only get twenty eight thousand to get to watch That's it. What I'm saying, even when Oregon State wins, <laughs> somehow they lose in can't some they, way. Can't they like hand out hard hats and safety vests, vests, and let Strap people them sit in. on the concrete? Creed on the other side or something? I mean, I've argued that all year. What, we, I we would got be, a beam that's going to fall least, and hit somebody in the head? At Come least on. the lower level, that lower level, because they have the makeshift um, radio studios where Parker will be. It's on the opposite side. They got yeah. the tents up. But the lower level... Let people, you know, 25 bucks or something, bring your own seat cushion and blanket, and let's go. So I'm with you there. They should have warning signs like they do at the Grand Canyon. Hey, buyer beware, man. Yeah, this is on you <laughs> if something happens. We're not liable for what you do here. I, I would be okay with that. Have you heard what's happening at the new stadium, though? What no. What they've changed? I, I haven't seen the whole get up yet. So the stadium looks beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, be gorgeous. Stadium. I am really upset by one thing that oh. they have changed, and I'm really peeved because it's an advantage for them. It's an underrated thing, and they're getting rid of it. Because, of course, Oregon State would go, yeah, let's get rid of this. Let's make it better. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. They are the visiting locker room. Yeah. 
is now in the new side. Oh. So the team doesn't have to walk down the semi, uh, the cement hill in and their over cleats. over in Gill? And go to Gill no, to change. No, stick them in Gill. Thank you. <laughs> That's like the pink locker room at Iowa or yes. whatever the hell's going Absolutely. on. You're not going to have the no natty for you fan anymore. I know. That moment will not exist. Well, you haven't sat behind the visiting <laughs> bench. Those guys are rowdy <laughs> on that side. I've heard some nasty things screamed at players over there. But, yeah, I'm like, look, you're Oregon State. You are who you are. You get yeah. little advantages here. One of them should be make all those players have to walk, walk down, cement down there in cleats. Yeah, have to all huddle in old Gill Coliseum to shower up where That's... you might or might not have hot water. <laughs> I, I, would, I would make a really strong argument, Swigard. Yeah. I, I'll challenge this. Power five-wise, it might be the worst visiting setup in college football. I've heard Cal's pretty bad. Cal is? Yeah, their old dump stadium. Do you walk? Like where I don't do you, know. I just, think the, I just think the stadium. locker. I've heard the locker room's really crappy. But you don't have to. You don't walk have to walk though across a street yeah. and then down a hill. I mean, they treat you at Oregon State. They treat you like Cleveland High School, man. <laughs> we used to have to walk from the high school two blocks up to the football field. The locker room's in the school. Everybody put their uniform on. You got to walk up two hills to go get to your stadium and your game. When I played at Cleveland, <laughs> my sophomore yeah, I think it was my sophomore year, and we played at that. Awful ass field with our hump in the middle. Oh my god! Talk about hard pan. Never golf at Cleveland High no, School, man. No, you're not getting the club in the ground. I remember at halftime we were on the sidelines. There was obviously no locker room for us. We saw them huddled on the sidelines, and I go, "Why aren't they going to their locker room?" <laughs> and my it's coach back at the school. Our coach was like, "Their locker room is at the school," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> By the time we get to the locker room, halftime's gonna be over. You got to turn around and go back. Like even Park Rose has a <laughs> locker room. I mean, God, man. No, no locker room. No locker room. The Fighting Phil Knights. How did you guys have Phil Knight as an alum and you had the worst high school facilities in the PIL? How does that happen? I don't know, man. It's a great question. It's a great question. We long, we long wondered that. When I got to Cleveland and they still were playing varsity games at 4 o'clock on Fridays because they didn't have any lights and kids had to be released from school early. Yeah, that was that was asked aloud uh, quite often. Like uh, Grant had to do lights? the same thing at Grant Bowl. Well, that's more of a neighborhood thing, though. Like, yeah. they have the money for lights. They just can't get the neighborhood to say, yeah, sure, go ahead and play a game on a Friday night, which is ridiculously yeah, dumb. dumb. Like, yeah. come on, Grant, you're better than that. That's that old money, man. That is that old Turn money. Turn that F off. Yeah. It's too loud. It's too late. Uh, all right. Well, we got a lot to get to today. It is a Wednesday show. This week is weird for us. Happy best drinking day of the year, everybody. Happy best drinking day of the year. We I will wish. take a shot of whiskey. What do you mean? Well, I can't get stupid like Dirt's going to get tonight. Why not? Why? Uh, 9.30 a.m. I'm on the air tomorrow. If North you Ca- want me to listen to a Pilots radio broadcast, oh, you tell me I get a hungover Jason Swigard <laughs> at 10 o'clock on Thanksgiving. I'm dialing that thing in, baby. He's got a good point. I, that would be entertaining. It'd be entertaining. Having done broadcasts where maybe I didn't get enough sleep. Oh, it's not fun. It's miserable. Yeah, it is. Also, having done a show after you decided, by the way, to go out till 1 a.m. Yeah. on a bender and fall asleep <laughs> during not the pretty. show. It's I don't know if you can do it anymore. No. I don't think you no. can rally. No, 51-year-old swag can't pull that off. I think that was the moment you woke up and you went, all right, I'm really done. Like, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I've turned the corner. I'm not coming back. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Jerry Allen, the voice of the Ducks. We had the voice of the Beavers yesterday with Mike Doc Parker. Today we got Jerry Allen, voice of the Ducks. He'll join us at 730. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this hump day. Let's get it going next. Celebrate.
celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. We got the dirty poll coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll do Pac-12 picks against the spread on Friday. We got two Friday games with UCLA Cal and Arizona, Arizona State. So we'll do the Pac-12 picks against the spread on Friday. I saw somebody joking about the ratings for UCLA Cal because you know what the lead-in for that game is? <laughs> no. USA-England. Oh. And they were like, there's going to be some draft-over ratings here. Like, there's just people that don't turn the TV off. And UCLA Cal's going to throw a really weird number at you, and it's going to catch everybody off guard. And you got to remember, it is after USA-England. I think I've made the decision to, to, to I'm going to lift my World Cup ban, and I'm going to watch USA-England, because I want revenge. Okay, what are we getting revenge against England on? We beat them in the Revolutionary War. Yeah, I mean, we exist because we defeated them. That's right. But they kind of own us in soccer. Well, not according to 1P1, who got very upset with me yesterday, that they've never beaten USA in a World Cup game. They played twice. Um, 1950 <laughs> and 2010. Oh, okay. 1950, America beat them. Oh. And it's known as one of the greatest upsets in World Cup history. W- what happened in 2010? They tied. Oh. It was okay. a tie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. we're citing 1950s. So we're 1-0-1 oh, all okay. time against England in the World Cup. Well, England is clearly the better team. Okay. So whether you want to label it revenge or upset of the year, I don't really care. Did you see the numbers for the Wales game? No. It's 11.7, I think. Million. Million. Across uh, uh, Fox and... Uh, what are they? Telemundo. Telemundo. Telemundo yeah. So is that a, is that incl- those are worldwide ratings? No, no that's in the United States. Yeah, eleven million. Eleven million. It, it lost to the opener the last time they were there. I think the last time they were there, their opener. Now the times it's been were eight different. years. Why? What it's, are we doing? It's been eight years, but the times were different. So this one was at eleven a.m. on a Monday. That one was at like six a.m. or six p.m. Excuse me, on like a Wednesday or something like that. Gotcha. And I think it got thirteen or fourteen million somewhere in that range. 
11 million. I mean, that's for I, Friday at 11 a.m. I mean, that's Monday or a Monday. Sorry. At 11 I hate to say that. That's NBA Finals World Series numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the opening round. Stages. I mean, Friday's going to be a huge number. It's, it has to against be against England. England. It'll and be it's Black USA. Friday. Nobody's doing anything. Right. Right. Well, we're working. <laughs> um, and by the way, can I just cite this? Can I get on my high horse, my holiday high horse? Okay. The two worst weeks of the calendar year. And it's it's not even a contest. The two worst work weeks on a calendar year are week of Thanksgiving and week after Christmas. Yeah, between Christmas and New Year's. Th- those have to be the two least productive work weeks <laughs> on the calendar year. Fourth of July is in the running. I think a lot of people Fourth of yeah. July week kind of check out. And they're like, hey, fireworks, hot dogs, etc. That's a close third. I think that's right there. But I think these two weeks specifically in back-to-back months, what are we doing? What what it, you know they do these studies on when the NCAA tournament starts they actually find that work productivity dips so much that it becomes counteractive to actually working right you're losing money you're losing money more than you're actually yeah yeah going through operations so like what I don't mind us unless working unless you own a bar I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about the 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 everyday right. American working class man and woman there you go why are they Dunder working Mifflin. why are they working this week it's the dumbest week that we make people work by Tuesday you're planning your meals so like by Monday you're really half interested in work God, I, I went to Freddy's yesterday. It was a madhouse. Oh, dude. Absolute Fred zoo, man. The one in <laughs> off 172nd? Yeah. They don't have any chocolate pudding. <laughs> I want to make a chocolate pie. They have no chocolate pudding at all. Sugar-free keto pudding is the only thing left. And I'm like, no. You're going to have to go old school. You're going to have to get some milk. You're going to have to get some cream, some yeah. sugar, some cocoa powder. You're going to have to Come actually on, let's bake, go. my friend. Let's go. I think you should get some pudding pops. <laughs> no. I don't think we can do that anymore. No, no anymore. jello no, instant I, I, no. I think you need to put that <laughs> imitation <laughs> away. Yeah. I, you put the jello in the pudding. <laughs> nope. Oh, good. Okay. Boy, when you make swag, <laughs> I actually feel like Bill, I, I feel like he's one of my better impersonations. Okay. I didn't know where you were going. No. <laughs> like, I'm really bad. <laughs> one in, of my better friends. I'm really bad at impersonating things. My accents are horrible. No, they're not horrible. They're pretty bad. You just get the wrong countries confused. I do, <laughs> yeah. And I don't think yeah. you mean to do it. It's, it's just, just kind of like get jumbled in my brain. <laughs> like, if I told you to do an English accent, you'd probably get me. Gavna. Yeah, we go Aussie. Much more yeah. Aussie than yeah. you do English. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like Puddin' Pops is, is my go-to. Like, I feel like I actually do a pretty good Puddin' Pops impersonation. Uh, uh, that might be a fair point, but let me ask you, if you were DJing a wedding, would you play R. Kelly? No, you know my stance on that. I wouldn't. So why are we doing pudding pop in I wouldn't. You know, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. It's just a strength of mine, and I want to lean on my strengths, you know? <laughs> Even if it's all I got, man. <laughs> it's all I got. It's the only move I got. Uh, yeah, so my statement and my soapbox today, not for us, but for everybody else out there, you guys should have this entire week off. Yes. This is another one of my mayoral platforms that I'll have nice. in about 10 years. This in Portland, we will be the first city in America. We will experiment. The whole week is off. It is a holiday. Get your mental health right. You're going to have a controversial aunt and uncle come over. You're going to play the bingo card of what topics to avoid bringing up. <laughs> uh, and you're also going to see people you don't like. Like, that's kind of what this week endures. And, oh, by the way, you got to cook a lot. It's just like it's already stressful enough. And it's like, hey, uh, Bill. Did you get those TPS reports sent? It's Tuesday. Holidays, Thursday, bud. It's like, I don't want to hear this. Not from you. No. Shut up. I got stuffing to make. 
So the week should be off. I agree with you 100%. This week and the week after. I'm okay working until Christmas. Like, the lead into Christmas is fine. And then once you get to, like, the 23rd, shut it down. 23rd, yeah. Shut it down for the rest of the year. Nobody. There are obviously some jobs in some places where you have to work because. Yeah, retail ain't getting that. You have to have, like, a functioning society. But we should pay them time out. You know, we pay them double. Boost and pay. Pay them double. If you have to work Thanksgiving week or Christmas, New Year's week. I mean, look at. We just fixed America. We did. (laughs) We got. Yeah, everybody's going to be happy. They got the vacation now. They got free vacation. There's no days being used. It's a holiday week. And the people that are working, we've paid them double. How do we not win? How do we not win a political race with that platform? Seems like a good trip. My brother works for Daimler. They close for a week every year on the 4th of July. The whole week, the company just shuts down. They don't do anything. Look at that company identifying the right things. And the week after Christmas, just close. No vacation days, not a holiday. You, know, you don't have to use any, no emails, nothing. We're just shut down for a week. We'll see you on January 2nd. I mean, there you go. I, I, clear as day. Give the week off to everybody. Nobody wants to work. And if you do work, you should make double the pay. That's that's my soapbox. I'll get off it now, and we'll get back to the regular schedule. Program. All right. Uh, I have a college football question I want to get to, but first, we go to college football. Yes. Uh, because we've got the dirty pole to get to. So it's time to hit the music. We will hit the dirty pole coming up next, how Dirt compares his top ten to what we got last night. And one pundit's thoughts on the college football playoff committee. All of that is next. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you, 634 on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Got the Phil Knight Invitational starting tomorrow. Men and women's tournaments. Yep. Oregon and UConn, Oregon State and Duke, Portland Pilots against number one North Carolina. That's right, that'll get your uh, Thanksgiving morning started. Man. 10 a.m. in Moda Center. We didn't talk about the Beavs losing to Portland State yet. Uh, let's get to the college football playoff <laughs> rankings. They came out last night. They did, yeah. I thought we agreed it's not college basketball season yet. Okay, touche. Starts tomorrow. Oh, it's okay. And now. Now it begins. Now. So our loss to Houston Pilots did not a nice count. win over Portland State earlier this year. <laughs> Do the Pilots play Oregon State this year? Uh, no. Tennessee comes in at 10, <laughs> Oregon number 9, Clemson number 8, Bama 7, USC 6, LSU 5, TCU 4, Michigan 3, Ohio State 2, Georgia 1. That was last night's college football playoff rankings top 10. Bring it on, committee. I want to read. Should have brought this up. I'm an idiot. You guys just hijacked the show with dumb conversation. Uh, Joel Clad had this tweet. The playoff ranking committee is a failed experiment. Every indefensible ranking builds distrust in the system. Yeah, yeah. Distrust leads to disdain, which inevitably leads with disinterest. Yeah. Says the same guy who's rooting for the Pac-12 to lose USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. 
Interesting opinion there, Joel, but I don't necessarily disagree with that one on the committee. They are a failed experiment. Dirt, how does your top ten shake out? I mean, we got to get to their ranking of LSU and the reasoning for it at some point today because it is laughable, it is hilarious, and it doesn't make any sense. We know the reason. He, yeah, we do, and they just won't say it, which yeah. I would respect the committee so much more if they just said the truth. Like, they're where they are because they're in the SEC and they beat Alabama. Oh, okay. I mean, we know your SEC bias. Just admit it. Like, that's all we need to hear. Uh, this one's really tough, Bob. Really tough because you have a strange head-to-head conundrum between three different teams that are ranked in the top ten. The committee doesn't care, but the dirty poll cares about that. Head-to-head games should at least count for something and not just be thrown completely out the window. Uh, number ten, first off, the teams that dropped out this week, North Carolina, oops, that was a mistake. They, they showed up for one week. They lost to Georgia Tech this week. See you later. Uh, Utah, also, I had them back in the top ten. I thought they were playing great. They fell to Oregon and Eugene. They're now out of the top ten as well. So those are your disappearing teams. Uh, Clemson comes in at number 10 because I just I don't know who else to rank there at this point. Oregon State. They're a, <laughs> they're a one last. I mean, I think Clemson-Oregon State would be a really fun game. In an expanded playoff field, that would be the fir- one of the first games, Oregon at Clemson, if the playoff was the rankings that they are right I now. I would pick Oregon. I would too. It would be a fun game, though. I'd love to go down to Clemson. Especially if Bo got a couple weeks to be healthy. Uh, so Clemson comes in at number 10. I mean, they... They play South Carolina this weekend. Maybe South Carolina found something in the rivalry game. Clemson killed Miami. Killing Miami is not a very uh, unique thing this year, but they're a one-loss team. They're going to win the ACC probably. They're, you know, just by default, I guess, in the top ten. Oregon back into the top ten at number nine after their win over Utah. Really impressed with what they showed defensively to win a game with a quarterback playing on one leg and to basically neutralize your entire offense because he can't run. Really impressed with what they showed, the way they bounced back from that tough loss to Washington. Uh, Tennessee comes in at number eight. I only dropped them three spots this week. I know that the loss of South Carolina is really bad. This is where things get complicated. So they they give up 63 points. I think the most they've ever given up as a ranked team. Like, just an insane collapse for their defense. Hedden Hooker got hurt in the game, so Tennessee pr- might not be here for long, although they played Vanderbilt this weekend. Hedden Hooker doesn't play defense, so you, I, I have to pun- you know punish them for that. They also have head-to-head wins over Alabama and LSU. And they have the same record as Alabama and LSU. This is a really weird situation in the top 10. Because they they killed LSU. They killed them at LSU. But they lost to South Carolina by 30 points. I don't know what to do. So Tennessee comes in at number 8. They drop three spots. Alabama, number 7. They move up a spot. They played nobody last week. LSU remains at number (laughs) 6. Because they played Baylor School for the Blind at number 6. USC moves up two spots to number five because I've been waiting for USC to have a marquee win. They haven't really had one outside of their win against Oregon State earlier this year. They've not beaten a team inside the top 15, and UCLA was a team inside the top 15. I was waiting for that win for USC. They got it. They move up to number five. They deserve to be ranked higher than a two-loss LSU team who got killed by Tennessee and lost to Florida State, and then your top four remain unchanged. Although they all almost lost TCU, Ohio State number three, Michigan two, Georgia one. So you don't know what to do with Tennessee, and I don't blame you there because they got their brains beat in this weekend. But I and, and even despite we know that they're not going to be the same team the rest of the year, and that hookers out. Yeah, thankfully they get Vanderbilt this week. Although Vanderbilt is now in a two-game SEC. I would say streak. Vanderbilt actually just beat Kentucky, and Vanderbilt's Kentucky. playing for bowl eligibility. They beat Florida this week. Last Florida, week. that's yeah, who it was. I'm Florida, sorry, they beat Kentucky yeah, on the road. Weeks. Um, you you did rank Tennessee behind Alabama, I did. though. I did. So here's here was my logic on it. I think if you have comparable resumes, I think the head-to-head should be the deciding factor. 
but a, a loss that lopsided to South Carolina sure. waters it down for me, where I understand that the head-to-heads have to matter. But this is really tough. So where where do you rank Tennessee in this in this trifecta? Because LSU, who got killed by Tennessee, also beat Alabama. And so there's this question of strength of wins and strength of losses. Mm-hmm. Alabama's two losses are to teams that are ranked inside the top ten. And they're both games that they easily could have won. They lost to Tennessee on a last-second field goal. And they lost to LSU in overtime when LSU went for a two-point conversion to win the game. So those are two quote-unquote quality losses where Tennessee now has a 30-point loss to a horrible South Carolina team. We are, I mean, we're just, we're doing this without saying that we're doing it, but we're, we're doing the eyeball test. Yeah, to me, it's. It, I mean, it, it's it, not it, even really an eyeball test. Well, with but Tennessee. you know, Tennessee if played Alabama right now would get their. They'd get their butts with, kicked yeah. if they played LSU right now. They would lose that game. They don't have their quarterback, so I, I get it, and I hear what you're saying about you know bad bad losses can happen though. Like I think you can have a bad loss and it not be an entire referendum on your season. I'm not saying you're doing that, but like let me ask you this because we had one of our listeners tweet. Uh, you tweeted me last night. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, I do believe him here. I don't know what you'll say about this. I think if Oregon and UW were reversed, Oregon would be ahead of UW in the ranking. Because Oregon is a more respected brand in college football today, right now, as we sit. Yeah. They've been the banner carrier for this conference for a long time. Yeah. I think if you reversed UW-Oregon, Oregon would be ahead of UW and UW would be slightly, I mean, and UW's already slightly behind Oregon. Yeah, they're 12, I think, but and the Oregon's record, nine. I mean, this plays into what you're saying, Same right? record. There's a bad <clears throat> loss on the Husky schedule with ASU, yeah. but the records are the same, and UW has the head-to-head. So I think the head-to-head thing versus having a bad loss, it's tough. But I'll challenge this a little bit, because this stuck out to me. We know they're going to favor Alabama. In fact, I think there's a path for Alabama to still make the playoff. Oh, there for sure is. Alabama has one win over a top 25 team. Yeah. And it's Ole Miss, who, by the way, should not be ranked in the top 25. No, they should not. They have not looked good the last three weeks. That is not a top 25 team right now. Ole Miss is as fraudulent as they come. But why are they in it? They're in the SEC. Because it's the only thing that props up Alabama to be in the top 10. If you took Ole Miss out four slots, they'd be out of the top 25. Alabama doesn't have a win that you would write home about. They don't have one top 25 win right now today outside of Ole Miss. Hey, Texas, easy, easy. Is Texas still in it? I think they're back yeah, in the top 25. Of course, because Texas can lose five games and still get ranked <laughs> in the top 25. But but that's my, you're proving my point. Right. We all know Texas isn't legit. We all know Ole Miss isn't legit. But the only way to keep Alabama here is... Let's well, give he, these teams a little more benefit of the doubt than we would any other Big Ten, Big 12, or Pac-12, or ACC school. If Ole Miss was in any of those conferences, they would not be in the top 25, especially the way they've recently been playing. But because we want Alabama to still have an outside shot at a playoff, <laughs> we have to put them here, and this is where the madness ensues. It's a ridiculous thing. Alabama, by name and coach, is absolutely the juggernaut. But you have to evaluate this on what you see and what they do. They're not a traditional Alabama team. No. It's not as good as we thought they were. And so I I feel like every other program outside of Georgia gets punished for this, and yet they continue to be propped up. <laughs> Joe Klatt's 100,000% right. It is a ridiculous failed experiment 
by this committee that is clearly SEC driven. So here, I think the Washington Oregon one is fascinating because they have the same record, and Washington has the head to head. Not only do they have the head to head, but they won it on the road too. It wasn't like there was a home game that they eked out. They went into Autzen, and Oregon hadn't lost a home game since 2018. Yeah, so they were the first team to go in an Autzen and win in a long time. There, there, I think there are times though where you have to add layer to the context. If you told me you think Washington should be ranked higher than Oregon, I'm not going to bat an eye at it. They have the same record, and they won the head to head. The the committee's argument I would make would be the loss to Arizona State is horrendous. Arizona State is a really bad football They're team not this year. Good. They fired their head coach. That's yeah. a program in disarray, and they gave up nearly 60 points to one of the worst teams in the Pac-12, and that's a really bad loss. I also think Oregon has the benefit of another head-to-head win in terms of they smoked UCLA, Washington lost to UCLA in a pretty convincing fashion, and Oregon now has the ability to add the notch on their belt of a win over Utah this past weekend, yeah. which is better than a win over Oregon State, which is Washington's next best win. So Washington doesn't have a win over UCLA. They didn't play Utah this year, and they didn't play USC this yeah. year. And so I think there, there are, there's a little nuance to be added there. This is where it gets complicated when you're talking about quality wins and quality of losses. And, well, I see all your arguments on Alabama, and it's funny that the committee is kind of punishing Clemson for the same thing this year. Like, Clemson's not the same Clemson, and it doesn't take a genius to look at them and say they're not as good as they've been in years past. They're a one-loss team, and they're you know barely inside the top ten. Alabama should be held to that same standard. The only thing that I'll say to stick up for Alabama, and I hate even doing it, how many teams, if they had to go to Tennessee and to LSU in the regular season, would have lost both those games? Oh, I mean, a, a most so of that's them. the only part of it where, yeah. like, sometimes SEC bias is obnoxious. Their LSU stuff and completely zooming past the blowout loss to Tennessee, like, well, yeah, they improved a lot since their loss to Florida State. They beat Alabama and they beat Ole Miss. It's like, well, Tennessee was in there. Are we not going to count that game? That's Okay, that's a no-counties. Sometimes there is an SEC bias, though, because those are two tougher teams in terms of having to go to LSU and to Tennessee probably than anything that uh, Oregon has played since Georgia, that Clemson has played certainly all year, then TCU has played, uh, that Michigan has played. So that's where this nuance gets really challenging sometimes. But Texas... The only Texas four being, loss yeah, I mean, team stop. in the top 25. Like, and Ole Miss on. being in the top 25 is the biggest joke of all time. And counting that as an impressive win. Go look at their non-conference schedule. Their best, best win on the year, Ole Miss's, is against 6-5 and five Kentucky. That's like the only team over 500 they beat in all season. They just got killed by Arkansas. Arkansas was killing them that game, and they yeah. ended up beating them by double digits. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think you're wrong on the Bama Road stuff, but... You did. You lost. Like, everybody else gets punished for that. Even at your Clemson points, spot on, too. They have an outside shot. I don't think they'll get there. But Clemson's basically being told, you're not playing great football. And so we're not giving you and the And we benefit. can see it. We turn it on, we can see it. But Alabama does. Yeah. I just, come on, man. Like, Ole Miss just got whooped by Arkansas. Texas has four losses. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I can't wait to get to 12. This committee, I don't even know if they'll exist anymore, but I don't care. I literally, we will not talk about rankings release anymore nope. when they get to a 12-team playoff because everything takes care of itself if you just go out and you win your conference. Uh, all right, we got a lot more to get into today. Uh, one analyst beef with an NFL player that we need to get to. It touches home. Uh, we'll get to that. Jerry Allen at 730 at 645, though. Dirt and Sprague, we're back with more on 1080 The Fan. Uh, World Cup update for you uh, soccer fanatics out there. Uh my Japanese are up on the German team, two to one. Ole, 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 
Coming back. They were down 1-0 and uh, got all the way back. A little goal in the uh, great, great, uh, just a long lead direct pass up front. Got behind the German back line. And Amaro put it away. Maybe the way to get me involved in soccer is... I can just gamble on all of these games, and I'll take yes, the dog every time. You can gamble on these games, yeah. So maybe that's the way I find myself It's eventually. just nice to have goals, as we had uh, two scoreless draws yesterday, and the first game this morning was a scoreless draw. Everybody's, everybody's pretty tight in their World Cup opener. Need some action, baby. Uh, I want to get to a couple coaching notes, and then I want to get to this media beef that we have. Uh, the first one is, did you see this Deion Sanders Colorado story? I did see that, and it doesn't make any sense, but I'm all for it. What do you mean it doesn't make any With sense? Deion to Colorado, all, or why yeah. he may not get a... Uh, why would he go to Colorado? Well, I, I'm not so much interested in that. Why would he? I mean, he'd be in a Power 5 conference. and Of all the Power 5 jobs that he could potentially get offered, Colorado might be the worst program in all of college football. But it's a program so desperate that they might literally give him all the power. If you can go get Travis Hunter to go to a... A, a historically black college, the number one player in the class. Yeah. yeah. Like, what can you do at a Power Five school if there's even just a little bit of resources being put into it? I'm not ready to punt completely on Colorado being okay in football. And so, like, if I'm them, I'm making Dion tell me no. Oh, it makes sense for Colorado's side for sure. I'd go aggressively at Dion Sanders. I'd do it if I were Arizona State. Too. But are, are you seeing the reasons people are saying he might not? They might not go that avenue. I have not seen that. No. So he opened a prime school academy and evidently there was some fraud going on some shady stuff going on at this academy i believe that's where he was coaching for like he was a high school coach yeah. i think his yeah. kid played there uh, yeah. for him and because of this they're saying that's the reason they won't do it well it's potential like, what lawsuit stuff yeah I there's some stuff lingering but people are kind of hinting like what what other coaches would that stop other coaches from getting it like there's a real thing about dion I think Dion's made a lot of waves in that sport, <laughs> and it's making people uncomfortable because he's. I think he's just outright doing what he's allowed to do. Hey, yeah, a lot of money coming your way. That's um, Coach yeah. Prime. Coach Prime. <laughs> they put the hundred kid at. D he wanted an interception, so they 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 put him on defense this weekend, and he got one. Like this, he he's empowering players and. He's stepping all over toes. He doesn't care. He's doing it his way. He's pissing coaches off in that conference. And so I just think there's a real uncomfortable feel with Dion, and I wish a school would not care about it and just go all in. Oh, it'll happen. He's going to get a job. He has to be able to get a job. Yeah, right? I, I think the only question for him is how long is he willing to wait and what job is the job that he moves for. Dion's the kind of guy that's smart. I don't think he's desperate for money. He's not just like the first Power Five team that calls him, sure, grabbing it and taking that job. Yeah. Because if he continues to recruit the way he's recruiting, as as you're pointing out, it is going to be a very attractive hire for some school. Like he stole the number one player in the country out of Florida State, uh, was a Florida State commit for like a year and a half, right from underneath their nose on signing day. It's it was to one of go to an HBCU. <laughs> like what the hell happened here? And everybody knows what happened behind the scenes, and he denied it, and the players denied it. But we all know what happened there. But that's the way recruiting works now, mm -hmm. and he plays by the game. Somebody's going to give him a job. If I'm Colorado, I am I am barking up that tree. I just look at it for Dion. I'm like that. You're going to have other opportunities. Sure. And why I, I would rather go someplace where it's a little bit easier maybe to recruit and that's not a total rebuild because Colorado is a total rebuild. Should Auburn be sniffing the Dion yes. route? Yeah, I would if I were Auburn. You yeah. would? I would.
Because that, I mean, you talk about facilities and backing and boosting. I mean, my God. The amount of NIL money that they have to spend, the ability to steal recruits away from Alabama. Like, think about other coaches that Auburn might hire. Can he? Re- can they recruit against Nick Saban? Well, I would want to do it just because Nick Saban shouted my name out in the offseason going into this year about coaches that do it a certain way. And yeah. he used, no. he said Dion's name Those straight Affleck up. commercials will get pretty interesting. Well, I mean, I he's not an X's and O's guy, but he's doing the Herm thing, but successfully. He's a CEO, and if you hire the right X's and O's guys, we know you recruit. It can work. I think it can work. It can I work, definitely sure. think it can work. Uh, let me ask you quickly, and we'll go to the second hour. Yesterday, a referendum on Nebraska. I jokingly said this, <laughs> but I am now wondering, is Kansas a better job than Nebraska? Because... Lance Leipold said, man, I don't need anybody else. I'm going to stay here in Kansas. Give me a contract extension. They're dumping some resource money into football. He had a great year. They're going to a bowl game. I, I just curious where Nebraska fan is because Josh Tweederson in Omaha said, <laughs> takes a lot more characters than 280, but in a way, yes, it's a better job, but ceiling is not as high as what it could be at Nebraska. No, no the ceiling's not as high. I, I think this is a reminder. First off, my reaction was, good for Kansas, man. That's good what for I Kansas, thought, yeah. dude. Like, screw, I, I don't care about Nebraska in this equation. Good for Kansas. They found a coach. He's made them relevant, and they're finding a way to keep him with a contract extension. We'll have to wait and see what the buyout amount is, but... I, I, my read of this was we always look at coaches and think they're all scumbags and guys that are jumping from one job to the next, and it's all stepping stones, and how do I get on the next rung of the ladder? And we forget constantly that there are too many coaches to count out there that are perfectly content in their situations that aren't going anywhere. And we just assume that Leipold would leave Kansas because, well, of course he's going to leave Kansas for what you know Auburn or Nebraska or whatever big-time program is going to be hiring. And he's like, dude, I'm winning here. I've established a culture here. We're dumping money into this program. We're building new facilities. I'm going to be able to recruit because we're actually putting performances on the field. Fans are coming to our games. Like, why would I leave this? If I leave this and go to Nebraska and I go 5-7, five 5-7, and seven, five and seven, I'm out. And if I go 5-7 and seven next year at Kansas, nobody is batting an eye. Like, they're, you know, Lanning said this at his press conference when the Auburn stuff came up. Like, the grass isn't always greener on the other side of the fence. And I've argued this for a long time. Coaches need to realize that, man. Stay where you're at. You can make a good amount of money. If you eventually want to leave all on Mike Riley and take your shot at Nebraska late in your career or 10 years down the road, you can do that. There's no reason to jump right now if you're Leipold. I love this move, and it's great for Kansas. Uh, loaded second hour. We got a media member has a current beef with an NFL player. We'll talk talk about that. Bo Nix gives us an update for the Civil War football game, so we'll get to that as well. And Jerry Allen will join us at the bottom of the 7 o'clock hour. Hour number two on the Odyssey app. Dirt and Sprague on the How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.